Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is episode 238 of the Distraction Pieces podcast. And we've got a returning guest in Miss Michaela Cole. And god damn, was it good to have a catch up. I've said a few times, I, I, I love it when I get hit up by people or by the PR or whomever of people who I consider pals. And Michaela is someone I've had on the podcast before. I had on episode 129. If you want to go back and listen to that, in that one, we talk about um, her upbringing, how she got into the spoken word scene and then into acting and into writing and all these other things. But in this podcast, we talk about she's been really busy since then, um, doing a lot of stuff, including Black Mirror, Black Earth Rising, which is one of the best series I've seen this year. Um, Star Wars, heard of that? Heard of Star Yep, Star Wars. Um, and her new film, been so long which is on netflix right now so we had a good catch up and it was lovely as as i say and i'm sorry i'm a bit a bit rambly it's lovely to get hit up by the pr of people or whatever you know and it because it feels like they're smashing it i had it with kate tempest with polar bear with gaz khan with all of these people with john cooper clark even who's 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 on in a few weeks it's one of them where it's like oh this is dope because that's and boots riley there's another one. I've been talking to Boots for a while. He's on in a couple of weeks as well, or f- about a month. Let's be honest. So, so yeah, it's lovely to get hit up by people that you kind of know. And I'm being pitched because the podcast is doing well. I'm being pitched them because they're in something that's awesome and is getting pushed out there. So it kind of it's really nice. And this podcast is an awful lot of me and Michaela agreeing with each other <laughs> I have people ask every now and then uh, would you have someone on that you really d- disagree with and argue with and it's like I have people on I disagree with all the time like I always point out the first episode with Russell Brand and we uh, it was a uh, Russell Brand and we disagree on a load of stuff but um it just happens in this one me and Michaela in the last year or two and she's been a huge inspiration to me let's let's put that let's make that clear um I watch her career choices the way she's handled things, and it's guiding me again as someone who's now an actor. Um, it's great to see other actors, you know, just making waves. It blows my mind when when people moan about um, the push now for more women, female driven content, for more uh, minority driven content. It's the idiots, the white idiots, <laughs> who feel that excludes them or isn't inspirational to them. That should be inspirational to everyone, man, because it's exciting new stories and it's treading new ground. It's pushing stuff into new areas and that 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 gets me buzzed. Um, I think Michaela's great. I mean, we talk about it all in a minute. I'll, sh- I'll, sh- I'll shut up on that because you can hear the podcast. But I will tell you a few other things before we get g- going. Last week's Halloween special, dear Lord, did that go down well. A, a Liam Howlett of The Prodigy in an incredibly rare two-hour-long interview. And I held off on telling you all about this. I told the Patreon gang, patreon.com slash scroobiuspip is where you can uh, get in on the previews. But I held off on telling you all, and boy, did your reaction uh, live up to my own excitement, let's say. So that one's been huge. In fact, actually, I want to... Mention now because it's relevant on this on this episode. Um, every time I post a kind of, we're getting towards the end of the year, and I always post the most 
a list of the most downloaded or listened to episodes. It came to mind because I think Liam is going to be one of the few that's right towards the end of the year that's going to get in there. Because in general, quite obviously, the ones earlier in the year have had more listens. But whenever I post something like that, and, and forgive me a quick rant, whenever I post something like that, I have people say, more people of, of, of colour, please, or in previous years, more women, please. And the, these are valid points. Uh, this year in particular, I've not shouted about it, but I've made a point of really making sure I make a concerted effort to have some amazing inspirational women on, amazing inspirational um, people of all different um, ethnicities. And yeah, this, it's been, been something I've made a, a, a point of. I booked the podcast based on interest and on merit, but I do think that you can do something to to, to rebalance uh, what is a history of um, of inequality in these things. I mean, podcasts alone in recent history is very much, it's been quite a white male dominated industry. So I, th- I don't think there's anything wrong with making those efforts, but it's not only on me. And this isn't me having a go at anyone, but... When people hit me up, again, on these, the most listened to, I've got no control over who's the most listened to. I push them. But if you're complaining about the people of colour and women that may not be on the list, and let's be clear, this year I've had uh, Patrice Coulours, the woman who started Black Lives Matter. I've had um, Alexis Akowo, who who was the amazing uh, writer and journalist who went and, and spoke to people in, 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 in Africa predominantly who are currently fighting t- terrorism and that terrorism is 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 catholic terrorism it's christian terrorism is muslim terrorism you know a real variety fascinating episodes the big 200th episode was with Tourette's hero who is a woman who has t- a Tourette's and 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 uses a wheelchair um i've had some amazing people on i've had uh, L- lena heady uh, vicky mcclure paloma faith uh, Florence Pugh who even since that podcast has gone on to get even more hype and even more praise so I've had some I've had Kate Nash and just on 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 people of color obviously uh, Michaela today but earlier in the year I've had um Gaz Khan I've had the legend Don Letts um I've had the Mexican Danzig Cedric Bixler loads of really good people a real good good variation I think and my point is, I've got no control over who is listened to the most. But you guys all can have some influence on that. If you want more people of colour or women in the most listened to lists, then it's fair to comment. But equally, make sure you're posting about those episodes when they they come out, you know. And make sure you're doing a tweet or an Instagram or even just saying to a mate, have you heard this episode? It's, it's really good. And, and make that that difference that means a lot more and will actually have more of an impact than leaving a comment saying oh i'd like to see more of xyz on this list um again i think it's a a, a valid complaint i'm not com- i'm i'm not i'm not sh- uh, shooting down it all i'm saying is we can all do more than just complain originally i used to argue i book on merit and again it is still true all of this is based on who's in town at what time who's got what out all that kind of thing i don't have you know a booker or anything else. It's all done by just me. But I did, after arguing that for a long while, I went, right, I can make some concerted effort. I can make sure, for example, at the beginning of the year, the majority of my guests were not white um, males. Because I'm aware that the ones at the beginning of the year, come the end of year list, 
have the higher numbers um, or you've got a longer time to listen to them and for that to spread. So, yeah, I've made an effort and it'd be cool if you guys, um, if there's been any that you really like or, or, or if you've missed any of the amazing... Um, two weeks ago alone, I had a, a double bill with Dr. Kate Devlin, the amazing author of Turned On, which is a book about um, sex, r- robots and AI. And science. It's, it's wonderful. I had Gizzy Erskine on as well, who's got an amazing cookbook out. But yeah, that's kind of my point. It's like we've built a bit of a society that we love to complain, but we don't love to actually take that much action. And you can do both. If you're dead into your complaining, then hit that up as well. But just make sure you are you also doing the positive side and going, have you heard this journalist and writer, Alexis Okowu, who you might not have heard of before? You need to listen to this episode because it's amazing. Equally, going back on, on, on the subject of Michaela Cole, uh, one of the most uh, uh, listened to episodes last year was Susan Wakoma, who's smashing it, who was in Chewing Gum, um, amazing in Crazy Head, is writing stuff at the moment and just doing amazing things. So, yeah, that's kind of my point there. Um, I'd like it if you all shout about the episodes that are being done, you know? That's kind of it. I'm not having a go at anyone. I'm just saying that you can make more of a positive change as well as complaining about the imbalances you know that's not having to go anyone on obviously i'm aware that i'm coming from a position of privilege as a a white male anyway but yeah rant over um let's plug some shit (laughs) speech development records.com christmas is coming up and we've got a lot of dope stuff on there we've got tons of speech of of distraction pieces podcast stuff we've got three four different t-shirts we've got mugs and we've got the distraction pieces book and the poetry and emotion graphic novel of poems i did they're both in my web store and available as signed could be a good little stocking filler that tons of good stuff there my dvd is available there signed i think i speak briefly on this about this on, on on this episode um you can buy my fringe dvd signed it's pretty decent I've also got some signed f- photos on there for the first time ever. I was, I'd been asked for years, but I'm not really a signed photo kind of dude. But me and Tom Coles, who's a photographer I've worked with for years and a dear friend of mine, decided to recreate two of the photos he took of me 10 years ago at the start of my career and recreate them now and put them together as these cool prints. So yeah, tons of good stuff available there, including m- music. So that's that's pretty cool too. Anyway, what else do I need to, to tell you about? I can probably get on with the podcast in a minute. Um, We're coming up to the last club night of the year. My We Are Lizards club night has been going for eight years now at the book club. Eight years for a club night is ridiculous. What's more ridiculous is we've sold out every single one. So get down to that. You can buy advanced tickets or you can put your name on the guest list by sending your name to info at thetrashsociety.com. As this comes out, there would have just been the first live films to be buried with. But check out the films to be buried with podcast with Brett Goldstein. He's had some amazing guests on there. His recent episode with Ashley B was fantastic. Which other ones have been my favourites? I love the Brian Gittins one. Loads of really good episodes and really good guests. So check check that out. Obviously, hardcore listing. We're going to be returning me, Stu, and Chris who do hardcore listing. And Stu also does off the beat and track. He's been having some amazing guests recently as well. We're doing our end of year drunk cast as ever. I'm thinking this year, because we've not been able to fit a drunk cast in all year, I'm thinking we're just going to do it, the three of us, in my studio. 
and go old school because that's how the drunk cast started and often at christmas now we had extra people but that's the core drunk cast all right there so that's coming that's all i really need to tell you i'm going to be doing my end of year films podcast as well my films of the year i'll be doing that as a podcast and as a social media post um i should plug patreon patreon.com slash pip it seems to be growing every time i look on there so that's dope i do q and a's on there i preview merch on there i preview podcast guests on there um i do a lot of stuff and it's only a quid a month or it's under a quid a month so yeah just come and join that it's a laugh it's a laugh isn't it um upcoming guests i've got amazing people i've got a boots riley next week um i've got mvp michael aran and page one of the best mma fighters um in the business today it's a great chat mvp is next week and then the week after that is the living legend john cooper clark and then matt palmer who um i was hyping i posted about his film caliber which is on netflix i posted about that around halloween to kind of go look this is a film you want to watch and it's winning all sorts of awards it's he's killing it um david lowry was one of my favorite conversations i've had with someone I've previously never met before. Amazing director of um, a ghost story of Ain't Them Angels Saints. Is that what it's called? Ain't Them Angels Saints? Ain't Them Devil Saints? Can't remember. Um, But he also did Pete's Dragon and his new film, Old Man the Gun, is fantastic. Then Boots Riley. And yeah, tons of good stuff to come. So I'll, I'll let you get on with the podcast uh, this is episode 238 of the Distraction Pieces podcast with the wonderful returning Michaela Cole. This piece of fiction is the intro to Distraction Pieces. This piece of fiction is the intro to Distraction Pieces. This piece of fiction is the intro to Distraction Pieces. This piece of fiction is the intro to Distraction Pieces. So... I'm joined today by Michaela Cole. How are you? Mate, I'm good. Really good. We were just discussing how you've not been, you've not had any sleep really, but you're kind of in that zone where you don't care anymore and it's all positive. And yeah, yeah. It's like... A, is a it new, slightly manic? It doesn't feel manic. It's weird. It's like past the point of mania. You, and then it. it's just like quite um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I used to kind of get tired of these kind of things like yeah. all day, but now I'm like... I don't know, maybe a really, really wanky word like being present. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Like every 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 uh, every conversation's different. Yeah, and that's great. It's a good thing. I mean, not to get all all heavy straight off the bat, but and we will talk about. There's a lot. I mean, the last time you were on, since the last time, I was making a list. Obviously, we've got been so long, which we're going to talk about. Black Earth Rising, I've told you, is blowing me away. Black yeah. Mirror, Star Wars, just just that. Just <laughs> sprinkle that in there. It's quite mad. I said there's been a lot, but before we get to all of that, I really enjoy your social media. And I think social media's a double-edged sword. It can be fucking horrible. It's a really, I've got a love-hate relationship with it. But in the last year, watching you use your social media in a really positive way, seemingly positive for you being the priority, that it seems that you're going, this is, I'm going on almost a spiritual journey. I'm allowing you to look in at it when I want you to. You, you you seem to have taken control and dictating yeah. here's how I am and who I am. And- yeah, it's quite uh, quite something. I think in the beginning, social media was quite scary. Yeah. Uh, because 
you know, it's all fun until, you know, there's suddenly loads of people can see you on TV mm-hmm. and then you, you go, you, you, your phone beeps and it's, oh, you ugly, savvy, savvy. And, you know, in the beginning, it's like, oh, that's a shock. But now I've really, I've, I really love social media and I love, um, I, I DM back a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I'll start following them, uh, especially when, you know, if it's either, you know, someone that clearly just wants to talk. Uh, and might not have people around them because loads of people don't have people around them yeah. and you can take for granted the amount of friends you have to talk to. Uh, not everybody has uh, friends to talk to 100%. like that. Um, and even when the insults come, you know, I love to follow them and then direct message them, not, never publicly, just say, yeah. uh, I saw your message and uh, I just wanted to know if, if you wondered about how it would feel to receive that message. Yeah. And people are actually human. They're just not thinking all the time, you know? And then you develop um, friendships with people. It works on both sides of that because, again, it's easy for the person sending some abuse out to forget that they're doing it to a human. But it's easy for the person receiving the abuse to remember that that's a human as well. Correct. That they're going through stuff. And I've had that. I've been like, fuck, who who does this person think they're on? It's like, well, there's something going on here. And it might be that they're just... you're not your kind of person, mm. but it might be that there's, 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 there's some other stuff and it's, yeah. It's some people one. just need a conversation. Yeah. And I think, uh, yeah, I've really started to, I feel like when you do a lot of stuff, you know, and you, you know, more and people, more and more people know who you are. Mm. Uh, you, it's like you come to a crossroads where you can either go one way where you're just like, Oh, it's so hard. You know, it's really, um, uh, stressful and yeah. you know my anxiety and my this and my anonymity is gone and my 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 uh, but then you can also go this other way where you go there's so many people um who know who you are which means you should really keep being in check with yourself to check that you know yourself yeah. and to keep updating uh your view of yourself because we can often the more people that know us we hide more and more yeah. um and it's a weird why does that happen? You know, the more known you are, the more you begin to hide. Yep. And I think it's because you're kind of hiding from yourself. And uh, Exactly that. Yeah. Again, it starts to be that the the first thing can be a feeling, no, I'm keeping my privacy. Mm. And then you start to realise that you're keeping your privacy from your your yes. actual friends and your actual family and yourself. Correct. So it becomes this, this weird cycle, right? Yeah. Suddenly you're in the public eye and you're, less connected to almost anyone yeah you're not transparent anymore yeah why you know it's about why aren't you transparent and often it's because there's things that you don't want to be transparent about that's for me anyway Mm -hmm. and when I kind of confronted that and strived for transparency which means if there's something that I would rather people never find out it probably is something that I need to get rid of or it's like a personal relationship which makes sense but and then I just kind of really found this overwhelming sense of gratitude for being in such a position. Yeah. You know? It's amazing because that is, that's that's really key because I think we will all have those things, but it's easy to look at some right-wing scumbags who are covering their faces or or, or, or when um, like one of the BNP things yeah. was leaked and it was announced mm-hmm. who was on there. And the argument was, well, if you believe in that, you should be proud of it. Why yeah. are you questioning that? But eek, that goes across everything if there is something that you're like i don't want the world to know it's because it's something that you probably think oh actually i'm not proud of that or mm-hmm. you're 
putting forward a version of yourself that isn't your true self. Yeah, and which why is are you doing well. that? Yeah, yeah. It, it, because you think more people will like that version. Yeah. So why don't you try and become that version? You know? Yeah, yeah, why yeah exactly. You, yeah, that. you know, I think it's different if it's your child or your family. You know, people. Hundred percent. Um, but you know, I'm like opinions. Work on them. You know, why can't people know about them? Yeah. I've that's been pretty cool. You know, um, and seeing this whole job as I do really in a weird way see it as a service because yeah. I've I see the people who are were you know 19 year olds who want to be you know in the television industry or in the creative arts and I want to almost like preparing a house to make sure it's as tidy as I can make it yeah, for yeah, 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 other yeah. people so yeah, that they they have a nice time yeah. as nice as I could possibly prepare the house yeah. with my little job my little one bit that's what I focus on doing that and that's uh, very rewarding actually and have you consciously kind of taken control of of yourself as such because again last time we spoke it was just as chewing gum had blown up and was getting all sorts of awards and praise it was just before season two was coming out okay yeah yeah you'd written it and it was all all sorts of, of love and praise but it does feel that in that time since then you've really I don't know, realise that you don't have to be striving to follow anyone else's path mm. or to be almost, you You, you want to prepare things for other people and represent for other people, but you, the, the priority seems to be, right, I'm going to be who I am and yeah. I'm going to, I don't know, set things up for what I want to do and who I want to be and make my choices rather yeah. than, well, who do I have to be as as a young black woman mm-hmm. in the media? Yeah, and also asking why I want the things that I want. Yeah. Um, why do you want that? And then, yeah. well, why do you, why, 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 why yeah. is a great question. And sometimes you, you have a big thing that you want. I don't know. I've never wanted, I don't know. I don't even know what Ferrari looks like, but let's pick a Ferrari. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you go, well, why do you want a Ferrari? And you go, oh, cause it's nice. Why is yeah. it nice? Well, cause what you run out, you run out of answers. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Once you learn, um, the things that you're quite happy to die for. Yeah. Uh, that's quite, I always just check, is this really what I want? Why do I want yeah. this? What am I willing to do for this? What's the purpose? What's my intention? Yeah. Um, that's been, uh, yeah, that's kind of, I've, I've grown up quite a bit. I'm still growing up. Um, yeah. But I have grown up since, since I saw you last. Yeah. yeah. I love that because it's such a, it's not an easy thing to find, to, to notice the things that you're chasing just because you think, think you think you're meant to. I had literally in the last six months, I've, because I started acting a few years ago and I've been mm. doing a few things and it all gone well. And I was like, right, I need to sort out a US visa. <laughs> and I've been, I've been, I've been going out to America and building some really good relationships with casting directors. And every time it was getting to that hurdle of, well, have you got a visa yet? And this and that. And I was chasing all of this and I suddenly went, hang on, the TV that I'm buzzing about at the moment is, is, is Black Earth Rising, is Killing mm. Eve, is so much British or European, the bridge. Or, or, you know, films like The Square, it's not necessarily all the American stuff. So why am I suddenly going, I've done a couple of BBC things, I'm getting this, I'm building, I've got some scripts going about, I need to now go and focus yeah. on America. Like, I'm not against America, but mm. it's not buzzing me at the moment. It's not the shows that are, yeah. are, are you know, driving me. Yeah, some great shows. Uh, Better Call Saul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, season one of Ozark. Yeah. But I've recently been getting into, I can't pronounce his name, I'm not going to pretend... Uh, he's a Russian filmmaker. Yeah. He has a film called Leviathan. Yes. And a film called Loveless. Yes. yes. I've seen Leviathan. Oh, it was my amazing, God. right? 
Yeah, and Loveless yeah. is almost more, um, speaks more to city people. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. almost like, a, I love, I don't remember his name. It's yeah. like Andreev, maybe. Yeah. Every time he does a film, he, uh, he can see, okay, this is too abstract for the audience. Let me bring it home a little bit closer. Let me bring it home a little. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah, can yeah. track every single film through his career. Amazing. And he's just trying to understand the language of the world he's communicating with. Yeah. And these are films that I love. And I agree. I, I did uh, go on that train for a little bit mentally. I spent um, four days in LA doing the whole pitching around the show, yeah. getting the agent, getting the lawyer, had my whole team. I had to let my team go. Right, yeah. Um, like really I had a at one point maybe 12 agents yeah and it's I just mad, thought right? why am I doing this yeah why it's completely why? I've I've got one guy in America now and I've stuck with him because he's lovely and he, he doesn't get annoyed when he sends me something and I'm like it's, it's not for me and it's only an audition it's not like I'm getting offered yeah, these yeah, roles yeah. I don't know but yeah. I'm, I'm looking at it and going why do I want to do the tech guy in a buddy cop movie when I'm not particularly into American buddy cop movies yep. it's like let's and again, it is that weird one because it's then saying, well, you can't expect just a great role in a Marvel film. I'm a massive comic book nerd. You can't expect that to just turn up. But it's still like, well, that does happen. And these things do, you know. Yeah. It's a case of finding your journey rather yeah, than. exactly. And why, you know, so the buddy cop, for example, like what, I guess because we're both also from backgrounds as poets and yeah, we're still yeah. kind of poets. It's, you can't help but look at a script and go, what's the intention behind the script completely and that is almost like a gift and a curse you know because yeah. it means you you can't just go willy-nilly into so it might be marvel it might be whatever dc uh, yeah it's like i can't stand here for a hundred days saying lines yeah when i know the it's just a money machine um, um, a mate of mine was furious at me the other day because i got asked to audition for a film and i won't say anything about it but mm -hmm. it was a huge hollywood actor who i like but the story and the film, I was just like, I don't, it doesn't excite me in any way. And again, it was only an audition. I'm not mm. claiming that I was going to be jumping into this, but yeah. I had to email my agent and go, I really appreciate you getting me even seen for this. This is a massive deal, but I wouldn't want to get it. Yeah. So see, I wouldn't want to waste anyone's time. Yeah. Kind of. And I don't think that's a status thing. I don't think that's to do with um, uh, being Scroobius Pip yeah, or yeah, Michaela yeah. Cole. Like I remember when I, was in my final year of drama school and my first audition came through for TV. Yeah. And I read the script and I was like, oh, I don't, don't know. And I didn't know how to say no. So I pretended I was um, locked inside my house. Yeah. And I said, whoops, I can't make the audition because you were writers, you know, yeah. and something never quite sits right. And actors are really able to see the script and just see good in the script. Yeah. And roll on and I just have that thing in the back of my head, you know, yeah. like doing theatre when you suddenly realise the player in his shit. It's very hard to do yeah. it for another 29 shows yeah. when you know what you're doing. Right, yeah, you're there every night going, yeah. I'm not feeling this. Yeah. I mean, well, this transitions nicely and we'll jump all over the, the yes. place, as you know. I don't, of I course. kind of, I plan these intrinsically and then almost purposely ignore all the plans. That's but, how um, I like it. Speaking of, of you know, you know when the writing's good, can we talk a little about Mr. Like Hugo Mate, God damn. can we talk a little about Hugo Blick? Mate, oh. just, I was watching it and just, I was furious because I thought it had all gone up on, on iPlayer. Oh, hilarious. So I literally just, I'd, I had, it was a rare weekend off and I'd seen it was on. I was like, I'll give this a look. I started, I was like, this is the rest of my day. Yeah. And then it was like, how dare you BBC? Tune in next week. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? But yeah. I mean, Hugo's amazing. I've, I've got a list 
of writers I want to work with. And I've been lucky that in the first few years I've got to cross off Stephen Knight and mm. Kurt Sutter, but Hugo's on there. Um, you're on there. Boots Riley's on there. I just did a podcast with Boots and he's, he's amazing. But yeah, how was that? I mean, Charlie Brooker's on there and you've, you've ticked yeah, it off twice I now, mean, right? Yeah, twice. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah. Share it out, man. Come I know. On, what's going I don't on? know what's, uh, ah. But yeah, how was that? And Hugo is writing and directing, which is. Writing, directing, the most producing and star. Right? You know, he's in it as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I saw that. I don't know who he, I don't know who he is or what he's. Blake Gaines. He basically right. plays the, the most kind of, uh, I don't know, you can't, don't want to say evil, but yeah. the kind of character Nasty. nobody really wants yeah, to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because only, he, yeah, I mean, oh, it, I can't find enough words. Yeah. Uh, Hugo is, uh, you know, you hear these things about filmmakers and uh, showrunners and, you know, it's a very high pressure job, so they're probably going to be dicks. Mm. How he wrote every single episode, produced, directed, starred, he never was a dick. It's such a rare thing as well in TV because so often in TV there's the writer but then there'll be a different director for each yeah. episode and things like that. And it screams off the screen that that's the case, that this is one body of work. This oh, is yeah. a, a realised and intricate thing from beginning to end. And yeah, and because his heart is, uh, I think uh, he's very aware of, it's a fictional drama but he's very aware I mean, it's born from real life. Uh, yeah. And even that, uh, to be able to play the character threw me into reality because I wasn't in reality. Cause how I was that to have the pressure of, cause again, it's a, it's a very, again, it's beautiful. It's amazing on the writing and performances, but it's an incredibly intricate and complex subject and story. And we struggle in the world these days with nuance. And the yes. fact is, in Africa, a lot of the people that have been the freedom fighters have then gone on to be the exact people they were fighting against yeah. and stuff like that. So it is this weird juxtaposition of of heroes and it's this juxtaposition of something that I struggle with hugely is the British need to go, oh, we're going to go in and solve everything or yes. we're going to pr- prosecute you. And that's yes. what it's about. It's about the prosecuting. Initially, it's about the prosecution of a war criminal, but mm. that war criminal at one point was the hero and yes and it so goes, again, that's so are, complicated and yes nuanced who are, are are all villains heroes yeah and all villains are heroes is that right are all heroes villains and all villains are heroes yeah yeah i learned that on this job really uh because yeah. it what it gives you is a sense of empathy and a sense of uh your own complicity yeah um because if everybody's a hero and a villain so are you. And if everyone's good and bad, so are you. If everyone's a criminal and a victim, so are you. Yeah. And so you, uh, it made me really look for the criminal in me. Yeah. And that yeah. is what led me to complicity. You know, uh, the show goes, I don't know when this comes out, this podcast, yeah. but Black Earth Rising goes into, uh, you know, it starts off about Rwanda, the first half of the series, and then it goes into Congo. Yeah. And I don't know if I would have learned this had it not been for that show to look at my own um, levels of consumption yeah, and how much uh, that is a direct uh, effect yeah. on Congo, mm-hmm. uh, on this continent that I I proclaim to love so much yeah. as a black woman, blah blah blah. Yeah, uh, I consume a lot. I should stop that, and mm. it allowed me to really sort that shit out. Basically, it's amazing um, that your work can do that, right? Mad. That can be something that y- y- you're there again. If you remove all the artistic side of it. 
you're there to do a job. Mm. You're paid to go and, and play this role, but you're getting so much out of it as a yeah. human as well and getting and so getting much education out of it. to learn this shit. I'm getting paid. It's madness, Yeah, isn't it? you know, I tweeted madness. the other day. I mean, I was in Michigan. Only This was only like two weeks ago, last week. And I was just thinking about Black Earth Rising, you know, because, I mean, I love the show. I love Hugo Blick. Mm. I love, and I just thought, why? I've never paid my TV license before. So I've just paid it. Yeah. I just thought, hold on. This is a direct, I have clearly profited off of the BBC. It's mad, why right? Why am I not paying my TV license? Have I enjoyed a show on the BBC? And 100%. it just occurred to me, I can afford to do that. Yeah. I can afford to do that. It's a mad thing, but... Because it's either end of the spectrum. If you're at the top end of the spectrum, there's tax avoidance, there's this and that. Mm. If you're at the the bottom end, I grew up with cash in hand jobs See? and stuff like that. Because yeah. it's like, that's what you do. Yeah. And then you suddenly get to the point where you're like, well, no, paying taxes is really important. Oh, yeah. And it shouldn't be this, oh, avoid a bit here and there is good. Cause, but again, I, I, that, that is the mentality I've been brought up. And I'm a... Yeah. I'm a I'm Essex and South London. That's yes. like the, the homes of tax dodging yeah, oh, for, for, real, okay. for working class people kind of thing, <laughs> yeah. right? But then you get furious at Amazon and all these. And it's like, well, at first I was like, I can't get mad at them because that's what I grew up doing. But then you do have, as I said, that realisation of, no, this is important. I'd rather you know all the good that comes of it. You can't sit there furious at the NHS being r- ripped apart. And then going, I won't put this bit through. Yeah. I'll do this on the snow. Exactly. It's like, well, no. Yeah. Put it in. Yeah. That's- put it in. And actually, when you really give, and this is, I've learned this, like just sharing and giving and listening and learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, yeah, I guess with tax, you know, you, you could be put in prison. So yeah. I know people, it's like, yeah, the boogie wants to come to get you, didn't he? Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah it's time, yeah, it's time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you did well, you did well. It lasted a good six years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but with the TV license, it's kind of like, oh, they write to you, but you know they ain't going to do nothing. Yeah. So it makes you a bit like, oh, you know, as we all say on my estate, just don't open the door. But yeah. then I just went, I know that I'm never going to be put in prison for, my, for not paying my TV license. Yeah. But I, I don't, I want to be transparent. Yeah. I want for, if somebody ever asked me, do you pay a TV license? Yeah. Um, and I say no. And they go, but the BBC paid you to shoot yeah. this. I want to be able to say I paid my TV licence yeah. because that's who I want to be. 100%. I can afford that. And uh, it's not about the law. This yeah. is about me wanting to give to something that I know is trying to give to me. I think that's it. I think it's also respecting, I've become obsessed in recent years with respecting the value of stuff. Correct. And it's a really important thing. Oh it's like, God. I don't like chasing discounts. Yeah. And stuff like that. Because yeah. like there's there was I was I, I read a paper ages ago that and it was was written just before we went down the route of capitalism. Mm. And it was this 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 idea of putting forward that the way we should live in our society is that everything has a set price that isn't changeable. So lamps mm. lamps cost ten pounds. Mm. And that would mean that we always get the best lamp possible. Because why if you make a cheap version, it won't sell because yeah. it's the same price as all the others. Yep. You will always, it will oh, mean yeah. that everything will always be the best it can be mm. and at the best price mm. if there's just these set things. It's impossible to go to now because of capitalism and I get that everyone everyone wants a deal, everyone wants a bargain. It's but fading though, isn't it? It's, I mean, it's tough. I argue about it with people online a lot because of the cinema because I fucking adore the cinema. Yeah, me too. And people's argument is always, yeah, but it costs a fortune. And I get that. Again, I know that I'm doing all right at the moment. But again, yeah. I've got a Cineworld card. I, yeah. I, I, find my, I find my value there. Yeah. But the thing for me is, say the cinema, let's push it. Let's say it costs 20 quid. I get 20 quid's worth of enjoyment out of a good film. Yeah. I could spend 20 quid in a pub 
and have l- get less enjoyment. It's a very good Just point. for me as a person, yeah. get, get less enjoyment than I do in the cinema. Absolutely. That's why I choose to go to the cinema rather than the pub. Yeah. So it's, it's that thing of, we won't think twice about spending... F- 50 quid on an average night out mm-hmm. like even n- not that good just yep. it's Friday therefore here's what we do yep. yet we'll go crazy over a 12 quid cinema yep. ticket or and- to eat people spend so much money going yeah. out to eat yeah completely even though you've got ingredients at home yeah. but you'll spend tons of money in a fancy restaurant to eat but the cinema is like giving you something that you can't cook at home I've, I've, you know I've, I mean? I've got a story on this and it's completely oh. not relevant to anyone but it's us for us yeah, to share but on. my brother recently uh, my brother's big into his cooking. He's big into Malaysian cooking. And mm. he basically, he cooks everything f- f- from raw. He won't buy anything that's been processed. So even when he's making bread, he cultivates his own bacteria because oh, wow. wow. he won't use yeast. Wow. So he loves to cook. And it was his birthday recently. And uh, and my parents and whatever were like, oh, we need to go out for a meal. And they kind of f- forced him into it. But again, it's mm. not them being mean. It's, no, a it's misunderstanding of his thing. Nice. His point is always like, we're going to a Malaysian place. My issue is I could make all of that at home. I would enjoy making it. I would get a fulfillment out of making it. Yet we're going to go somewhere else and pay literally 10 times what it would cost for the ingredients. And it's exactly that. It's that kind of, the difference is you can't, make a film at home you can yeah. it's a different kind of film but yeah. but you can't you, you can't make this this the, the the emotions that you get from a good cinematic oh, yeah. piece and a big you can't screen get that at home right and a good film good sound system big screen dark room it all genuinely makes a difference i agree i agree i'm here for it and i think if you know the like i have a restaurant um that i go to i don't have a restaurant i go to a restaurant um uh called mushi's on brick lane yeah and i know the owners as in i didn't know them i just walked in one day and you know, they didn't know me, yeah. but they were really, really nice. And yeah. that's always my, oh, I like this. They yeah. don't know me, but they are clearly just nice people because they're the, being so generous. The value is there. Yeah. The, the atmosphere or whatever else, that's something that you can't just get at home. So Correct. I understand that. Yeah. But just going, I'm going to eat out all the time because Why? that's, it's like, just, if you can, again, it's different. Like my brother has become a really good cook. So mm. I understand that. He's like, I can do it. And it's I'd his rather birthday, learn right? it. So it's, yeah. like, it's my birthday. I think he should be doing what he wants to do. But <laughs> yeah. again, we won't go into that because I don't want to offend my parents no, who no, will no. be listening. Yes. Um, <laughs> Hi. Just, just to wrap things up a little bit on Black Earth mm. Rising, John fucking Goodman. Yeah. How was that? Again, you've got your interaction is one of the key interactions throughout the whole thing. How was yeah. that working with John Goodman? And John is someone who, through at many points in his career, has chosen his roles based on stuff that he believes. Mm. And like Treme was an amazing one for me. And knowing oh, listen, that... listen, I'm super ignorant. So you need to... I mean, I just don't know. It's I amazing, know, but... I just yeah, knew of Roseanne. Yeah. Or, or Roseanne, again, is, cl- is classic as well. Again, but I don't even remember anything that happened in it. I just met him. Obviously, you know what he looks like. You know, yeah. John Goodman. But it's quite nice coming in not knowing much. Yeah. You're not that's nervous. a good thing, right? But how was he as a, as a dude? Because again, he's a striking... He, even Roseanne alone, that was iconic when I was growing up. Mm. You know, when we were mm. kids, that was a huge deal. That was mm. the the first family on tv that weren't a polished yeah bright white tea family yeah. that was real mm. and i you know over it i guess the equivalent would be it seems like a weird comparison but around that time it would be things like desmond's and stuff like that where Which we i've also never seen really no see again but these are Proper these under a rock but, i don't know but, where but I again that's the it's, it's kind of it, even if roseanne is the only thing you've seen him mean, it's still that's that dude oh, yeah that's that guy Absolutely. so how was that because he seems just like a yeah a false. Oh, do you know what? No, he's so gentle. He's really? so quite an introvert. I, I think he approaches the script in 
the ways that bring out a performance like what he's got, which is yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you kind of have to just uh, respect his kind of space. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, I'm a little bit different. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, we'll shoot a scene where I'm in tears and the minute it's cut, yeah. I have to make jokes to kind of drag myself out of the yeah, kind of yeah, m- yeah. mood of that. That's um, interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's interesting hearing the different uh, processes. Uh, when I had Vicky McClure on, mm. uh, she was saying that when they were doing This Is England and her and Johnny Harris had some really horrible scenes. It's There's there's rape and abuse. There's, there's uncomfortable stuff. They kind of had to sit down before the evening of shooting and say, look, it's all good. When we've wrapped, we'll go out and we'll have a drink and it's all good. But you don't need to make me feel comfortable in between yeah. scenes yeah. and all that. And it's 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 kind of, of, of what that is. The, the making a joke or whatever is because it's like... Uh, I feel weird now. Yeah, and I need to let everybody else know I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's also like, why? Yeah, I mean, it's nice. That's a nice initial conversation to have the night it's, before a shoot. It's interesting. In, in that situation, the way Shane Meadows had sh- sh- shot it, again, hearing all this off Vicky, was they really stripped it down. So there was a skeleton crew, just them thrashing out this 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 tough scene. And that's perfect. But again, if it's a bigger thing and all that, it's hard to be, I'm going to stay in my zone now mm. and not feel, again, if you've come from any normal life rather than stage school or drama school yeah. and not feel, it's all right, guys. Yeah, yeah. It's like of it, you know. It's, yeah, it's finished now, you know, don't yeah, worry. Yeah, yeah, you can fine. all make some noise now. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. You um, don't have to pay respect for... Yeah, yeah. And if I ever do feel like I need, you know, I'll, I would just seclude myself. Mm and take you know some moments and sometimes it does take a while to come out of a scene yeah. uh just go into a quiet place and hugo was always very sweet he'd come and every now and again when like something was really like oh this is a bit of a you know this yeah. bit deep you know he'd come and check on me which was always very so, sweet yeah. oh he's great yeah. I, I mean he's great he's also like the most and i said it to him and i was like look i know this sounds weird but you are the most non-perverted director I've, i mean there's just no bones of perversion yeah in hugo he or he knows how to keep how that shit on was that right ah uh, it's like we would literally go up to him and say dude you're amazing like there's no ounce you're not you're just like really handling your shit and he's a very humble guy how but depressing is it that that's a noticeable thing isn't it weird well? that you have to congratulate someone and, not be yeah, yeah, yeah. and that goes for women and men you know yeah. that is both that is women and male directors um it's just about being professional and it's nice when someone is just being professional and so, kind. And I mean, so, I mean, we're half an hour in and we've mm. only got about 15 minutes left. Oh, we should talk about what we're here to talk oh, yeah, about. Been so long, it's been, I've been so long. <laughs> Mate, I have never seen a musical like it. It yeah. was amazing. I loved it. Yeah. I loved the, it, it started and I was like, I'm completely on board with this. Mm. And then there was about 10, 15 minutes where I was like, I feel kind of uncomfortable mm-hmm. because it is, it's out there. It's not, it's, there. it's not a shiny. What were the 10 minutes? I want to know. It was when um, your character's mate is singing and it's getting quite filthy and graphic. It's, it's oh, when yeah. you've, you've, she's trying to get you to come out and then they're in the and pub. And she goes into that music and then it's video. In the, kind yeah, of... and all that kind of thing. Yes. And I was just like, Oh, what are we oh, are this we all right. This is this is something. But then, <laughs> but this like, is something. What? What do you mean? <laughs> I was like, I was like, I don't know where where this is going. How this is working. But then it is one of them that it just becomes the most natural thing in the end. And a lot of people who who again who come who who haven't grown up in musical theatre or whatever are going to think of a musical as an uncomfortable thing. It's weird. People don't act like yeah. that. It becomes comfortable and easy so quickly in this. It becomes. I liken it to to watching a film with subtitles. There's mm. a lot of films I've watched with subtitles that 
I'd have to be reminded it had subtitles now because you just get in that mode. I you get into that's how things are, you know, and it just flows. Oh right? yeah, yeah. I'm big on the because text is just important to yeah. I guess both of us, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was hard. It was hard for quite a few reasons. Um, well, I know that you come from um, uh, from singing and songwriting and stuff like that yeah. as well. So that must have. Well, yeah, but because I hadn't done it in so long, yeah, it meant that I kept like. Uh, emailing them to double check that they wanted me to do this job because yeah I'd be like you because they didn't audition me to sing yeah oh really no oh shit and they said it's okay we've seen YouTube videos of you and I'm like well that was almost a decade ago ago. and I have found cigarettes I found cigarettes shortly after those videos were released (laughs) and um, I had had an audition a while back for a musical that was a zombie musical and again like it was sounded amazing and the email was like, they just said, look, it's not a key role, so can you carry a tune? And I literally emailed back, going like, for real, depends how far you need it carried. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I can carry it a bit. It's like, can you carry this case? And yeah, but do you need me to carry it all the way to, to France? Exactly. Then maybe not. So. Yeah, it's just not that simple. But how was that? Does that? Did that also, again, I was watching this thinking, number one, I can't wait to tell you it's dope. Cause, oh, but number geez. two, it, is it... The, or is it w- w- one of the more nervous you've been about a, p- a project coming out? Because you've got to that stage where acting, you, that's your thing. You know that. You can do that. You can knock it out of the park. With the this right is part. now the sing- Yeah, but this is now the singing in there. I, 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 it, it instantly made me think of, of when I did my Edinburgh Fringe show, which was like mm-hmm. f- 50 minutes mm-hmm. of yeah. gut-wrenching poetry. Mm-hmm. And in between that, there was five to ten minutes of, j- of jokes I was shit scared about every joke because the poetry mm, bit, I've yeah. done that for days. I know that backwards and forwards. I'll I'll have you in the palm of my hand mm-hmm. and I'll bring you up and down. The joke, because I'm like, I love comedy, but I've not done that. So this, yeah. it felt like that with this. It's like the, the acting bit, you know that in and out. But the music bit, you've not put that out there in this in this way before. No, and, and the music bit and the kind of, she's very sensual. She becomes sensual, mm-hmm. which isn't something, oh, I guess with Aliens, um, a little bit. Yeah, 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 it yeah. was, it was, no, it was quite uh, hard, you know, yeah. also because my voice is really weak. I lost my voice maybe three or four times during right. that shoot. Oh, really? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, you know, you have to come in the next day. So they, it's just steroids. It's steroids right. all the time. Yeah, wow. Uh, yeah, which I really uh, feel for, you know, I kind of thought, oh, what's it like doing eight shows a week? I couldn't do that. Yeah. I could not do that. Yeah. Uh, so many steroids. So many steroids. It's, it's one of them, just knowing this from touring, it's one of them that you, your body gets used to it. But in a film shoot situation, your body's not got time to get used to no. it. Your body's got to turn up and do its fucking job. Yeah, yeah. And I actually, uh, yeah, that's that's hard. I mean, but it's like, oh, you know, I don't know, maybe this is, this, I shot that before Black Earth Rising. Yeah. And, you know, Black Earth Rising, I'm going back, back to Black Earth Rising again. No, but because, uh, so. yeah, because uh, you kind of learn like nothing is too hard because, y- yeah. you know, I-, I fell into a gutter in when I was shooting Black Earth Rising in Ghana and right. I tore my ligament, my MCL ligament, oh, grade two damn. tear. And actually when you're kind of doing something that's about like real life genocides, I refused a day off. Yeah, I was like, I'm not happy to yeah, No fucking that. way. No yeah. days off. And, you know, we got to take off the leg braces showing on camera. Take the fucking thing off because there's genocides happening. I'm sure that I can endure this. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, same yeah. with the singing, same with the being sensual, same with any kind of like little thing that you're a bit scared about. It's just a bit like there's a lot more going on in the world to be scared about. Yeah. So just fucking do it. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an exciting pr- project though because despite it being a musical, which is always 
in a slightly different world to reality. Yes. It's still one of the most real depictions of London I've seen. Because yes. it's proper, it's Camden, it's yes. North London. There's, there's, I, I had, um, there's Rakavan on, on the podcast mm-hmm. recently and she's, the stuff that she's doing at the moment, another one that's on my writers and directors list that I need to work with. But oh, yes. it's amazing. And she she's great. was saying that, um, she was stunned that, in 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 the bisexual, she's got a scene on the night bus. She's yeah, like, she was stunned that she didn't know about the night bus, and no one addresses the night bus because that's a bizarre bizarre world. Oh, bizarre! And straight away in 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 been been so long, we, we've got some night bus in there. We've got the randomness of interactions, yeah. the randomness of bumping into people in and out. And yeah, and I think that's largely because London. you know do you know it's based on a play. I don't no, know. I didn't know it's based. Oh, on a play. you see, it's like no that. one. Knows. I mean, it's based on uh, Che Walker as the writer. Yeah. He wrote. I think the first play was not a musical. It was just a play. It was at the Royal Court in 1996. Wow. Yeah. Then he did a musical version that was on the Young Vic in yeah. 2009. And Arinze, who is Raymond in the film, yeah. Yeah. was Raymond in the play. Really? And That's this amazing. was one of the first musicals I saw when I decided I wanted to be an actor. And the writer is really the, reason, the only reason I am an actor today. He That's saw fantastic. me do a poem and said, you should become an actor. Right. Oh, it's crazy how and it all... And that's what spawned chewing gum yes, and everything yes, from that, Yes, everything. Right? He's the one that said, go to drama school. I just amazing. And he would let me come to his masterclasses once a week for free. He let me see Been So Long, the musical for free. And I would um, go in. I probably went four or five times. I met Arinze through him. I've known Arinze for 10 years. Amazing. Um, Ronke, who plays my best friend in the film. I've known her through Che as well. Oh, really? We see, yeah, we're like Che's little kids. And yeah. We call him Uncle Che. And he <laughs> grew up in... He's a working class guy... Grew up in Camden. His mum's Anne Mitchell. I don't know if you know Anne Mitchell. No, I don't think she was so. in the original Widows, actually. It was oh, all, really? And she's in a, she does a cameo in oh, wow. um, the new version. Yeah. Amazing woman. She was in EastEnders for a bit as well. Was it yeah. in Coral in EastEnders? Um, but it's his, it's, it's got so much heart in it because it's yeah. his baby. Like Chewing Gum's my baby. Yeah, yeah, this is yeah, his yeah. baby. And so we were all constantly uh, remembering to honour our Uncle Che, you know. And so he writes that scene on the bus because that's, what he's known, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what he knows. Well, we've only got five minutes left, Sadly. and I love that. Um, I love the fact that we listed all those things, and one of them was Star Wars. That's not one of the ones that we're going to get around to talking about. Oh, jokes! Because we yeah. need to get Black Black Mirror in there. Because when you came on last time, you'd done your first oh scene in Black God. Mirror, and we were like hype about it. But it was a smallish role. There's no small roles. There's only small actors. All that kind of. But still, yeah, it was an exciting was role. The, yeah. Was, so how was it when it then comes around that you you're in in the SS uh, USS Callister, Callister. The USS Callister, which is then the one that blew everyone's mind. It was the the flagship. Yeah. Of, of, of that series yeah how was that to be part of because what mean, an idea what a show what a yeah it's uh it was cool it was cool i loved uh i know it's a, it was one scene but i always refer to that part as the best part i've ever played mm. and i still no okay kate ashby's kind of wiped the floor with <laughs> but yeah. uh, it's, it's she's second she's second player yeah, yeah, um, yeah. the lady at the airport yeah um and it was, it was a great character oh man it was great and you know I was, that audition came at a very, uh, you know, I needed to be someone else. I was going through a very hard time. Uh, Or what I saw is a very hard time. I was kind of in the darkness. I couldn't see any light. And so that character just enabled me to be someone else who lived in a very uh, delusional but liked world, you know. And um, she was also a bitch, you know. Neon bright world. Yes, neon bright, pastel coloured. And um, yeah, to be invited again was amazing. Um, yeah, you know, uh, it was great. The cast were really, really cool. 
I love Charlie Brooker. Yeah. I love his dry humour. Yeah. Um, so I was, I was really happy to be a part of it again. I love his wife, Connie. Yeah, 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 I love yeah. his kids. <laughs> he brings yeah. his kids to set sometimes. Amazing. And they came on the spaceship, you know. Um, I love that. Oh, jokes cast. And we, we went to Lanzarote and we filmed there. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it, it, yeah, I find it very relevant to yeah. real life. And some people are just terrified by Black Mirror or they don't get it. And I'm like, this is, if you look for the parallels with real life, mm-hmm. they're right there in your face, you Completely. know. And I would love for everybody to really just see those parallels yeah. and draw the real life uh, warnings and the real life uh, glory, you yeah. know, of what technology is. It's like social media, it's a double edged sword. It's brilliant in many ways it's given us amazing things but you gotta watch out it's damaging so I'll, I'll, I'll wrap things up I mean we've talked about real life versus the the, the worlds that we live in I guess mm. we talked about hiding from yourself at times and stuff like that how important are your are your day ones are your are your old friends in in those situations because again it is a you you are particularly as chewing gum got such praise you were being thrust into this world as yeah. powerful young black writer yeah yeah Michaela yeah. Cole she he, made it she, she made is. it she's done everything and at that point it was one of them like, like when we talked last time I was like man you've won all these awards and all that and we were like well you've kind of done like one thing yeah. like one and a half things kind of thing yeah. at this point yeah. yeah it was already this all this pressure on it so yes. how important are those who've who've known you from the start and kind of been your friends to either to either rein you in, to build yeah. you up, to do all of these things. Well, I'm quite clever, you see. So when I don't want to be reined in, I just deserve my day ones. <laughs> so I've, I've made this journey of kind of uh, uh, facing them again, you know, and to face myself. Uh, and so now I've kind of come full circle with my old friends. And my birthday was last two weeks, last week, two weeks ago. Yeah. And I had all my friends over the last, like, Jesus, 15, 16 years yeah. in one place. Uh, my colleagues, my work colleagues, my, you know, my commissioning guy, my commissioning editor, my agents. I'm going to be real. That doesn't sound like a fun time. That you sounds like what? a stressful time it, for nah, putting but, them all together. Well, that stress is like more in the mind, isn't it? Yeah, all yeah, you've got yeah. to do is tell them to show up at this place. And if That's they show up, good. they show up. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. many different groups of people. But I like that because it yeah. means, it. it's like reminds me of transparency. All you people some of you haven't seen in 10 years, some of you haven't yeah. seen in five years, some of you haven't seen since I was Christian in church and I'm showing you who I am because I'm proud of who Here's I am what right it now. is, yeah. yeah. I, 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 there's a, a poet called Polar Bear, which you might yes, have Yes, I know Polar Bear. From, from, well, from no, of Polar Bear, yeah, of course. he's amazing. And one of the things he always said to me, like when, like when we'd be at gigs, is he was like, I walk in every room and I think, number one, what would my boys from back home think of this? Mm-hmm. And if I think that, if, if I'd be embarrassed, I walk out. But if I think it's something that they wouldn't be into, but I could educate them Correct. on, then I'm all over it. That's right. So it's finding that balance of having having your roots to, to rein you in from doing the shit that's just, yeah. you, you've got lost in the Hollywood bubble. Yeah. And also the shit that's like, right, they wouldn't get this, but I can show them why yes. this is good. Or accept the invitation and make sure you represent them when yeah. you're in the room. 100%. So remember, how would they act? How would yeah. they expect you to behave? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. take the invitation, even though it seems a bit weird to them, but carry them you. in there yeah. with you in your spirit. Yeah. That's the key, man. Well, thank you very much f- for your time. It's been a pleasure again. Absolutely. Went by too quickly. Damn right. You know. You've been listening to Scrooge Pits Discretion Pieces.
there we go. That was Michaela Cole. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I should probably keep the outro short as I went proper long on the intro, didn't I? If you did enjoy that and it wasn't enough for you, then head back to episode 129 and hear the first chat that we had way back in 2016. It's really good and it's great to see the development and changes along the way. So that's cool. I'll be back next week with Michael Venom Page. Patreon.com slash Pip. Come join our secret party. It's less than a pound a month. What have you got to lose? Well, you've got... It's, I mean, you've, it's a pound a month you could lose. That's not that much to lose, right? Please check out uh, Say Why to Drugs on the Distraction Pieces Network. Stop and search with Jason Reed. His, his episode last week was insane. It's, it's recorded inside a cannabis club in London. <sighs> Mind-blowing. It's, it's an amazing podcast. Um, I mentioned... Films to be buried with, Storm in It, Amazing with Brett Goldstein, Hardcore Listed, Off the Beat and Track, all the good podcasts. Um, check them all out on iTunes, Acast, and Spotify now. We're now storming that Spotify world, so that's exciting for everyone involved. Yeah, thank you for tuning in. I will be back next week. Come holler at me on, on social media. Um, uh, for Halloween, I did my um, much-loved film or tv based uh, fancy dress with my goddaughter her sister and her mum again and this year we did preacher the tv series slash comic book and i posted some previous i i wonder as well of our previous um on halloween we tend to do a tv show has become the thing I, last year we did always sunny and we do our fancy dress days out which tends to be a film and this year we did a zombie land one previous years we've done Mad Max Fury Road, uh, The Lion King, a lot of stuff. So go and check them out on them, their socials. Um, at Scroobius Pip Yo on most socials or Scroobius Pip on Facebook. That's probably enough plug-in, man. I'll see a lot of you in the secret gang at patreon.com slash Scroobius Pip and the rest of you I will see around the way. Until next week, ta-ta.